Today's gospel reading is from the book of John, chapter 1, verses 19 through 42. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming to him and declared, Here is the Lamb of the God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it was remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, he on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain as the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he explained, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, what are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. Word of God, word of life. Thanks, you know, contrary to popular belief, Jesus is not the kind of guy who likes to lecture people. There, there are a few instances where he does that. There's like the Sermon on the Mount where he does a lot of talking and things like that. But most of what Jesus does, at least the things that we hear about in our Gospels, are actions. Where Jesus is doing stuff. John the Baptist, he liked to preach. He would start them with like, you brood of vipers, that kind of stuff. That's not Jesus' style. That's John's style. But when John the Baptist points to Jesus and says, now this guy is the one you want to pay attention to, and people go up to Jesus and want to know more, Jesus does not give them a lecture. He says, come and see. Learn for yourself. My actions are going to speak louder than my words. He doesn't say, come and listen. He says, come and see. And throughout the Gospel of John, miracles are not about the actions themselves. In fact, John, the Gospel writer, doesn't even call them miracles. He always calls them signs because they're always pointing to something else, something bigger. And while those miracles, those signs might be life-changing, they're revealing who God is. They're revealing, when Jesus shows love for people, he's revealing that God sees people. And seeing people, God loves people. And loving people, God can't help but care for them and provide for them.
Jesus' actions throughout his life are about demonstrating the God who is behind those actions. And sometimes even that lack of action. That too is an intentional at times. Of course, the cross is the ultimate sign of God's action and what, what God is like, the character of our God, one who is loving and self-sacrificing. And so I can appreciate this about Jesus, that he's one who likes to talk, ironically coming from the guy who's preaching to you. But I can appreciate that Jesus is a guy of action, not just words. I mean, a few of us are academics who love to just sit around and listen to other people talk. In fact, I've tried to live my life by the words of Theodore Roosevelt, who says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I think those words are so true, at least the way that I see other people. And, and when I listen and pay attention to other people, people who don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. None of us is really willing to listen to someone until we know them in, in relationship and, and come to believe that they actually care about us. I think sometimes that's why it's so hard in, in such a global world and in politics and things like that to believe and to trust people because we don't really get to know that they care about us. And so it's hard to listen. Likewise, we really don't care how much God can do until we know how much God cares. Until we know that God cares for us. I mean, this is what Jesus' life and his ministry and the healings and, and his eating with people, especially people who, who maybe weren't part of the in crowd. This is, this is what Jesus is all about. You know, the resurrection that God can bring to our world, the resurrection that God can bring to our lives only means something because of the cross that shows us the depth of God's love. I only believe resurrection is possible for me because I know that God cares to give it to me. And God cares, I know God cares because of the things that God does leading up to that. And so Jesus invites those disciples, there's two parts to this invitation, come and see. Y'all here have gathered as the church, good job, you got the come part done. <laughs> A plus. But that's only part one, there's also the see. What do you see whenever we gather together? There are some things that just cannot be described. They have to be experienced. And so how many times have you heard somebody say, oh, I guess you had to be there? Or maybe you're in a group and, and several people experience something and they're laughing and talking about it and you feel left out because you weren't there for that event. You know, I could talk to you all about the places that I would love to go on vacation someday, the places that I dream of going, but you know, it's not gonna really mean that much to me until I actually get to go. You don't really get to know the mountains from a postcard or just watching a video on a screen. You, you get to know it by being there and, and smelling that, that pine smell from the trees and the sap 
the crisp air, the light breeze. You can know all the facts about Niagara Falls, but until you feel the rush of the water and the spray on your face and hear the thunder in your ears and and even feel it in your feet and the rocks below, it's not the same experience of Niagara Falls. You can see pictures of the Grand Canyon from way up high in the sky, but until you look down into that yawning chasm, You see people that look like ants down there. You see the course of the river and the the ways that it's carved it out. You look behind and ahead of you, you don't really fully grasp that canyon. And it's the same way with relationships. Anyone who loves a spouse or a child or a parent or a friend knows that some things just cannot be put into words. Love cannot be proven. They must be experienced. And so the gospel, the good news, the love of God is no different. It must be experienced. I mean, I'm going to be perfectly honest right now. I mean, what what are you going to take away from church, from gathering together, coming today? What's most going to impact you today? Is it the pastor standing up here and talking for 10 or 12 minutes? Realistically not. Oh, that's okay. Or is it going to be the love of the people? Is it going to be the time that's spent here singing and praying, seeing people's smiles, getting uh, getting to eat together, taking time out of our lives and experiencing this thing? That's what makes our congregation so great and wonderful. That's what helps us know the love of God and the nearness of God. It's not a bunch of words that get said. It's that movement of the spirit that changes us. I'm convinced even with the Bible, I mean, the words don't mean that much. It's the stories behind them. It's the people behind those stories and the action that God is doing and the God and God's love that's revealed in those interactions, in those experiences that make a difference to us. The story of Zacchaeus, I mean, it's just words. But when you can see yourself, yeah, I'm Zacchaeus, I'm the short guy. And God notices me. Or I'm the one that's left out and Jesus notices me. I'm the one who's hurting and Jesus cares about me. Maybe I'm the criminal on the cross. And Jesus takes the time to notice and talk to me. I challenge you to forget about what I tell you this 10 to 12 minutes. But I invite you to remember something from today that someone says or does for you. Even if it's just a smile, even if it's just someone who notices that you exist, who listens to you for just a moment, I invite you to remember the music and receiving communion and the taste of that that wine or grape juice. To remember the prayers, the people that we care about, about the love that's shared here. And ponder what these things say about God, about what God is doing, not just when you're gathered here, but every day of your lives. 
Come and see. It's not just a destination. It's not something that happens in an instant. It's not one event that moves us and changes us, but it's an accumulation of events that build trust in God by revealing the character of God. In all the competing demands of our lives, we often want to know things are worth it before we invest our time and our energy. But God is one of those things that sometimes if we wait to understand everything, we're not going to go anywhere. We're not going to experience anything because it's the experiencing that we come to know and understand. And so there's two parts to what Jesus invites to those young men. Come and see. I will say there's really actually kind of an implied third part too, but that doesn't come to the end of the Gospel of John. That's come and see, but be moved and go. Facts and theology, even Bible passages can be tucked into the corner of our minds and ignored, but experiences change us. When we spend time with people, when we get to know them, we can't tuck them away nice and neat in the back of our minds because we are in a relationship. When we get to know somebody, we can't help but love them. And when we love them, we can't help but care about them. We can't ignore their joys, celebrating with them. We can't ignore their needs. And we are like God in this. And so thank you for coming together today. Keep it up. But also pay attention to what you see, really, so that you can go and act. Because each and every one of us, and all of us together, have been invited into a relationship with a God of action. A God who knows us. And who, knowing us, can't help but loving each and every one of us. And loving each and every one of us, God will not ignore our needs or our joys. Thanks be to God. Amen.